Aside from Team ETA, Gwen Forty is a trad climber, entrepreneur, and a full-time single mom. Her approach to her wide range of responsibilities is one of grit, relentlessness, and a willingness to fail, which propelled her quickly from a beginner climber to a strong trad leader. Now, she shares aspects of her approach as we top out several ice climbs in the Adirondack High Peaks as Gwen prepares to make the jump to the sharp end on ice. As far as embrace the animal being like an attitude and an ethos of just relentlessness in the face of challenge and, and not just overcoming what's put in front of you to get to your best self, but actually seeking out discomfort and adversity mm -hmm. in the name of growth and in the name of finding your best self. The backstory that you have in life, just everything you've gone through in terms of where you were 10, 15 years ago to now being a mom and, and owning your own business and just crushing it. I mean, right off the bat, I feel like in the span of eight months, all of a sudden you're leading five, 10 routes at the gunks and just slaying it and climbing. That too, perfect example of that, just relentless attitude. But I can't help wonder, even I wonder sometimes how you manage to balance momming and adventuring <laughs> and all that. Lots of coffee and no sleep. Yeah. Pretty much. You have to like wake up and be inspired every single day. And uh, it came from, I mean, I bottomed out at 23 and had to get sober. And I mean, you have to go through a bunch of stuff in order to like have to get sober at 23. It's not something that like, oh, life was okay, you know, and then that yeah. happened. But like, once you have to like start picking up yourself every single day and like pushing forward and focusing on like those mental attitudes of like, you have to change everything about your being, you know, you have to like change the way you, um, deal with stressors in your life. And that kind of like propelled me forward in all aspects. So it helped when I started my business and um, it helped me deal with those challenges and pushing forward and moving forward and not, I kind of like be attached from the emotional side from it because there's a lot of emotional stuff when it comes to work and relationships or whatever, but like getting down to like the facts and like what it is and what you have to do to like push forward is, um, is everything. And then finding those things that you love to do that you get inspired with every day and you just gravitate toward that and I and I ended up doing that with climbing it wasn't something that was like on my radar at all and uh going out climbing with you for the first time I mean I was just like yeah I guess sure that sounds fun <laughs> you know and then we climbed one day and then I bought all the gear the next day you know it was just something I was like well this is what I'm going to do now and like it's become just a complete passion of mine that it's it's done so much for me on so many levels like the mental aspect is incredible as you know with like all the adventure stuff like you have to be completely focused and in the moment and when you're on the wall all you're thinking about is like breathe focus balance and it translates over to my personal life for sure with my children because like 
you have to stay balanced and focused and you have to breathe as well, you know, and it teaches you to like do all that. And it's fun because like, as I get better with this, I can take them out to do that stuff too. And they are so awesome. Yeah. It's, I mean, I don't know much about raising children, but certainly with the adventure sports, it's, it's, there's a degree of meditative to it. Like it just, it zones everything out, whether you want it to or not, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think you hit on a really powerful point for a lot of people. Is there's, there's nothing quite like rock bottom. And if you can rebuild yourself from there, if you're willing to go through the just the constant and painful evolution of rewriting yourself, of taking everything that you thought you knew, throwing it down the drain and starting from scratch, there's not much you realize you can't do. And that to me, I mean, that certainly explains why after jumping into climbing, you've excelled so quickly at it. But, but in general, I think that is something that a lot of people struggle with. And I think that's why they seek examples like yours so much and so heavily. I agree with like having to have that, that drive and, and focus and mental attitude with it. But I also really crave that you have to do it every day. Like you have to just check yourself every day. You have to like focus on the good, you know, like learn from the bad and like take those lessons. Like I've had failures in climbing and mountaineering and things that like broke my heart because like things that I worked so hard for and didn't get and learn how to be grateful for it. Like figure out, well, was I mentally not there? Was I physically not there? Like what is it? And like you have to be able to excel in all of it because Otherwise, you're not gonna ever excel. You know, you you can't. You have to be able to push forward in it. You have to be able to see failure as a teacher. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing. And I think so many, too many people really, never even take the risk to jump outside their comfort zone and try something, because the fear of failing, having to face other people and admit that, having to face yourself and admit I failed. And then coming to realize if you're ever going to truly build something of your own, you're going to have to not do it hundreds of times or thousands of times. It's literally going to be a constant. Right. It's like the most important thing. Right. Is realizing this is how I'm going to learn to be better. Yeah. You know, everything doesn't go right. with, With, you know, with younger generations in particular, beginning with mine, beginning with ours, there seems to be an overwhelming inability to accept the necessity of failure. And the necessity of just having to work, 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 work until you get to a point where you can even begin to realize, yeah. oh, wow, I, I, I failed my way here. It's, it's, it's not an absence of failure that people find success through. It's an absence of quit right. in the face of it and the willingness right. to take every failure, take the positive from it and continue to move on. Right. There's like a level of grit that you have to learn and you have to build like... I was going through like this monstrous divorce and uh, um, the tears are not from the divorce, it's from the cold. So I was going through like this monstrous divorce where like I live out on the East Coast and all my family lives on the West Coast and it's just like me and my kids and like this is what we're dealing with. But um, I had to wake up every day and push myself out of bed. Like nobody was going to do that for me. No one was going to get up and get my kids out of bed for me. You know, like I didn't have anybody to pat me on the back and be like, it's going to be okay today. You know, it was like, 
get your stuff and get up and get ready. And it was just like, after years of doing that, um, you learn that like that hunger inside of you, like you wake up and you like, you just build that grit and you build that, that thing inside of you that just gets hungry every day for like, you have to like get past those challenges because also, um, the thing that like, I think it's so important with all this is that you have to learn how to be happy in when you're trudging through the trenches. Like you have to have like an internal happiness to like be happy with the process. Yeah. You know, the process of failure, the process of learning and all of it. Like happiness is hard work and you have to like continually do it all the time. So like climbing makes me happy but like failure doesn't always make me happy but I have to learn how to deal with the failure and learn from it and grow from it you hit the nail dead on the head there when you say you know happiness is hard work it gets mistaken too often for a destination it's a right. choice made thousands of times All daily the time. over and over and over again and it's not always an easy choice mm -hmm. but I think you touched on it even better when you say over time you learn to get better at it. You, you come to learn that failure almost is your power or maybe more so your ability to deal with it. Because one thing you notice is that the more you get up and face it with that attitude, even if you feel like trash inside, even if you're not always happy with it, the faster that pathway comes, right? The faster after a while you've trained your mind when hardship comes, you don't even go through the same length of process just right. quicker and quicker you're to the point where you're for like sure. all right and you fall right back on that attitude where it's like right. bring it on whatever yeah, it is sure. i'll knock it down that's you come to realize that you're, you're actually your greatest strength is your experience with failure and your ability yeah. to just overcome it quicker and more easily oh for sure i always I, I say this all the time is like i feel like i'm almost best when i'm down because like that's when i push harder and i eat better and i sleep better and i like you know, like I, I know how to survive in that. Like when things are good, I'm just like, oh. Yeah, right. You start getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> like, I should go climb something. <laughs> I should like, I should have a challenge in front of me. I should do something. You know, like it's, you know, it's you find that hunger within, you know, the challenge. Agreed. Yeah, I, I've I've always felt the same. I, I've always, always done the best when the pressure's on. Right. For you know, sure. because then there's there's no room for mistakes. And it's kind of like, it's probably why I've always found that I almost need the pressure to be my best. I do the best when the pressure's on. And it probably makes perfect sense as to why adventure sports and all things extreme spoke to me from an right. early age. Because it has the same effect. When the pressure's on, it's like everything slows down and you just get into that tunnel. And you right. just start knocking out what you have to do right. to overcome it. Whereas when it's not on, you know, I start thinking, oh, go over here, do this. You know, it's, 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 it's easier to lose the focus when, when things aren't just hammering down on yeah. you. Given that you're the only member of Team ETA who is a parent, who mm -hmm. does have dependents in their lives, how, how does that inform your perception of risk? Especially now that you're pushing, starting to push up your levels of trad climbing, especially now that you're thinking about, you know, taking your first ice lead this weekend. Yeah, I, um, risk is like a big thing. Like when you're a parent, cause like, um, it has to feel right. You know, like you do 
all of this training and you work really hard and you get really focused and you you learn all the systems and you get things dialed down and you don't just take a leap from here to like where I'm at right now it had to do like I mean like I stay in bed and obsessively like study things and learn knots and go over things and learn anchors and figure out how to place gear and talk to people and like completely obsess on this stuff and learn it and practice it and put it into motion so that like when I'm in the situation I know if I'm ready or not and you know like I like to push it I like to push those boundaries but it has to be in my abilities my mental abilities my physical abilities and um and then it's go time like I want to go get scared on stuff but it has to be in a safe environment right so like the gear's got to be good and I'll push it you know but if the gear's sketchy it has to be super easy climbing you know like like you have to manage the risk all the time and you know like my kids are number one so you know it's always it's always there so is it a a sliding scale you find when you say like i'm I'm happy to push it but it's got to be in a safe environment in the sense that like it's a constant reevaluation for example like if you're if you're going up a mountain that you're not sure about, you're feeling good at the between camp one and two, and then you start getting questions between camp two and three. Is it, is it situation by situation, oh, or is there sure. just a certain point where you're like, nope, this is the line? It has not to going feel right. It, it yeah. has to feel right. Like we were going up Mount Whitney, and we were supposed to do this trad climb, and the approach was sketchier than like I thought it was going to be, and I knew we were going to have to descend in the dark. And I was like, once we got to base camp, I was like, I'm not going up. I'm not going to do the trad climb. Like I had been like training for it for like six months, like blood, sweat, and tears into doing this. And then I got there, and I was like, I'm not doing it. Like I've got to go home to my kids, and that's what matters most. This, the mountain will always be there. Like the opportunity will always be there. Like no regrets on like changing my mind on that. Like it will be there. Mountaineering is the art of turning back. But interestingly enough, as you dive now more and more into ice climbing, nearly everyone I've ever talked to about ice climbing, when they first hear about it, they're like, that's insane. I would never do that. For sure. And then gradually, as you talk to them about it and they learn a little bit more about it, they see it, they come to understand that, yeah, it's abstract. And certainly there are different kinds of risks involved to ice climbing than there necessarily are in rock climbing or other ones. Mm-hmm. There's crossover, but just given that the sheer fact that the medium on which you're climbing can melt out and change its consistency over the course right. of a sunny day, it absolutely, you know, there's absolutely risk. But There's like two types of people. There's like, there, I mean, there's two types of things. Fuck yes and fuck no. And like when I heard of ice climbing, I'm like, fuck yeah. You're yeah. Like there's no way I'm not doing that, you know? And I remember the first time we went out and I showed my daughter pictures. She ran up to her ballet teacher. She's like, my mom climbed a frozen waterfall. Like I, she was like so proud. And I was like, it's adorable. You know, it's like, I just, I just love it. Like anytime, like I'm having a hard time or going through the shit, I, um, I'm always like, I need to go out and like process this. I need to go out and go ice climbing. I need to go out and go rock climbing. I need to go out and go hiking or do something. Cause like, that's also a way that like I manage the stress through parenting, through owning a business, 
co-parenting with my ex-husband, like all that stuff. Yeah, a lot of people, for some reason, they can have the strongest rock head and they feel really uncomfortable on even the, the simplest bit of ice. And yeah. obviously there's understandable aspects of why, given that you're basically hanging off a frozen waterfall with points in your hands and points on your feet. But for some reason for me, I've always felt more naturally comfortable on ice than on rock, just subconsciously. I've never been able to explain why. But do you find any apprehension with that, getting ready to dive into your first ice lead or um I think it's so different going from rock to ice so like just getting the motions down and getting getting back into it is going to be great and like I wanted to do this since last year so it's like a hunger inside of me that's like if you know if it happens great I'm going to be so excited but it's going to be one of those game time decisions where like if I feel like I'm prepared and ready for it then absolutely but if not it's going to be a no that's the attitude that keeps mountaineers alive that's for sure right you obviously set a pretty high example for your daughters and really probably for most women or probably a lot of men that look up and see you doing what you do if you were to put that into words whether to pass it on to your daughters or just others in terms of how to tap into that attitude every day and keep yourself going what would you say I would say um, don't be afraid to fail over and over again. Like, it's the only way we learn. I mean, I have failed, like, thousands of times climbing. Slipped a foot. My hand didn't go there. I'm not having a good day. I didn't eat right. I didn't sleep right. Like, you have to figure out all these things and fail over and over and over to have the success. I mean, I want to get up on climbs so that I can see where I'm at and where I'm failing and where I need to get stronger. And that kind of like motivates me. Like I want to go out there. Like, of course you want the win. Of course you want to like get the climb. Of course you want to like have everything just dialed down and perfect. But like the only way to get there is through failure. I mean, there's no other way. That's about as embrace the animal as it gets. Well, I guess let's get on the ice, huh? I know. To keep up with the savagery, follow us on Instagram or YouTube, or find us at EmbraceTheAnimal.com.